Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Well, Boker Tov, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to Coffee with Vern. Happy end of February to everyone. Uh, welcome back, Malone, for our final episode in our Love Offering for Jesus series. You doing all right, brother? I'm doing well. Thank you all for having me. How's, uh, how's the newborn? She's doing good. It's going to be the question constantly. <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. thankful for that. But, yeah, this is our, um, you know, since coming on staff, she's the first baby to be born while we're on staff. So. Oh, okay. I didn't um, even realize that. Yeah. The, uh, Avery, I mean, and we had Avery and Atticus while we were here but but um, you weren't on staff yeah right? i didn't wasn't really i didn't know that kind of in the so avery's background. how old six atticus is four or and now the newborn yeah how old are your kids jesse four and three I can't ellie's about up. to be five okay i i wanted to think that she was five almost well cool jesse how you doing bro i'm good man it's a good day sunshine and gosh yeah the rain is gone for a while uh, hopefully Oh, speak easily, brother. Yeah. Don't bring that rain back. <laughs> the sun is shining. It is yes. a beautiful, and it's supposed to get up in the 70s, which means my sinuses are about to go through the roof. <laughs> um, so this weekend, I have to sing a ton, and I might not be able oh, to. Man. So thank you, 70 degrees, Augusta, Georgia. But yeah. Lord willing, we'll have some good weather for D-Now. So it is the week of D-Now, which means it is, you know what, around here is hectic. Yes. Um, and so things are getting in line. They're getting in line. Um, if you can't tell the panic in my voice, because it is the week of D now, um, and there is a lot that needs to be done, but it's going to be a great weekend. Um, if you don't know what D now is, well, where you been, you've been in a hole. Um, and so D now is going to be epic this year. Met with Jesse Holmes today on what he's talking about. Let's just put it this way. Jesse Moore, mm. take a wild guess. Where my brother is finishing off his lessons on Saturday night. Just take a wild guess. I don't know. Oh, come on. <laughs> Judges. No, no. Romans. I, Romans 8? <laughs> yeah, Romans there we go. Romans 8. My man <laughs> is about to pour it down in Romans uh, 8 for his final message. I'm, like, I'm just sitting over here thinking, what book does James always talk about in what chapter? Romans 8. Um, but judges, that's a, that's a good guess. I've just heard you talk about, about Dude, I've been throwing down on judges. And after D now yeah. we start the story of Samson, which, you know, Samson has been made to be this mighty character. Bible hero. Like Samson, but they even made a, yeah. uh, a movie about him. Oh a couple gosh. of movies about him. Yeah. Yeah. So we started that mm-hmm. and I'm diving in me and brother Mephibosheth are diving in to pull out, you know, the real story of Samson and, um, shed light on God, not Samson. And yes. so it's going to be good. Um, but yeah, we've been in judges. So shout out to Mephibosheth. Shout out to Mephibosheth. Got, uh, called mm-hmm. out on uh, during Sunday sermon. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah he did. AKA David Nally. <laughs> um, some pastor was preaching that. I looked over at the congregation and I said, yeah. that's, that's your nickname. <laughs> well, you know, we sidebar before we get into this, because today's going to be a more fun episode to end it out. Yeah. Is what we talk about. We, um, down in the pod check, you know, we've been trying to fix things up and, uh, we've got a little coffee corner and then I brought, I brought my, my dad up here, old Daryl, um, to measure out some stuff. He said he built us a coffee bar. Is he going to wear his overalls? 
while he builds Dude, them. You just put that on I, Malone. I've got a I got a bone to pick with you. I just want both of y'all to know that Uh-oh. my dad roasted me last night. <laughs> why? He's like, son, why are you talking about me there? <laughs> why does everybody ask me if this I'm going to wear my overalls? <laughs> this man goes up to dad on Sunday. Oh, hey, Mr. Daryl, you ain't in your overalls. <laughs> and my dad, my dad said, do what? Oh, no. And so last night my dad goes, son, why do people know I have overalls? Well, now it's going to be on the podcast. So. Dad, this is Jesse's fault. It, well, let's go to the root of the problem is, is that you told us. You, I told y'all told in confidence all. at staff for fun and laughter of well, the fact that my dad wears overalls and gets outside. His, gets his truck stuck. Because it's cold. It's a working man. It's cold. Working man. Low key, can I be honest with you? I looked up a pair last night for myself. You need to wear them on the podcast. I mean, if I get a pair, I'll wear them. He said they're the most comfortable things in the world. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm serious. Do it. I'm. I'm like, and hey, why not wear some overalls? Apparently, it's the new style. So there's a kid at BCM wearing them the other night, and I was like, okay. And then my friend that works at Escape was wearing them. Not Ryan. I was like, wow. Okay, overalls. I haven't worn overalls since I was a wee toddler. Well, they're back in style, and so I think all three of us should get a pair. Well, and wear them. Maybe. Maybe. We might have to cut this. My dad's going to mutilate me. Well. But back to dad, what I was really <laughs> trying to talk about was the fact that he measured out for a coffee bar, and we're going to name the coffee area the Mephibosheth Brew. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of that. And now my dad's going to be like, Plaster Son. David's face on there. Oh, dad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well. Well, let's get into the meat of this before I really do get roasted when I get home again. Mm. Thank you, Malone and Jesse. You're welcome. That's what we're here for. Good I friends. To find something to roast y'all about Good later. Friends. Well, today we're talking about love offering for Jesus, and we are finishing up with talking about really short-term mission trips, which mm-hmm. love offering for Jesus helps out with supporting um, financially. And so, um, Malone, I'm going to kind of let you kind of lead how you want to go about this because all three of us have been on one, two, or all of them. Of um, the main ones, Of yeah. the main yeah. three that we have that we're going, at least pre-COVID, and we're planning for 2020, and okay. Lord willing, we'll get to go back to. But I'm going to kind of let you lead in it and just see, you know, you bring one up, and we can kind of add in. But okay, hand over to you, bro. Well, if this is your first time uh, tuning in or paying attention uh, to Love <laughs> Offering for Jesus, uh, <laughs> I uh, um, it, it's a – Special offering we do here at West Acres, it goes above and beyond our regular giving, our tithe, but it helps us accomplish so much in the area of missions. Um, so it's one offering, but it helps out with three other offerings. So instead of uh, going to our church uh, three different times of the year saying, hey, we're doing our Lottie Moon Christmas offering, we're doing our Annie Armstrong Easter offering, hey, it's time for our state missions offering. Instead of doing those three times a year, we decided, hey, let's do one big offering year-round um, that makes things simple but also enhances it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a laser focus. And we're able to distribute um, that offering into those three offerings uh, with different percentages. But today's uh, subject with Love Offering for Jesus, you're looking at me weird. I'm just still thinking about this bone i got to pick with you. But yeah, <laughs> okay. <we go>. um, <laughs> well... Uh, the other thing Love Offering for Jesus helps us accomplish at West Acres is short-term 
missions. Mm -hmm. And that's always been something, um, even uh, when I was growing up here at West Acres, even though I wasn't going on short-term mission trips, I always thought that was so cool Mm -hmm. that we were at a church that um, actually had folks that, um, you know, got in a bus, uh, got in a SUV or got on an airplane and uh, either took a couple people or took a, a big group um, to serve the Lord somewhere. Um, so it helps us do that um, in this way. So if, if someone feels called to go on a mission trip at West Acres, either with a mission trip that we've organized or we have plenty of uh, brothers and sisters here at our church that are involved with other trips located elsewhere maybe, um, uh, take for instance, we have one member, she does an annual trip to China. Um, with another congregation. We don't have a trip to China mm-hmm. um, right now, um, but we're able to help her out. We're able to help her accomplish that. And we've done so many other um, things like that with individuals, yeah. um, folks with college ministries um, saying, hey, I'm at Georgia Southern in my, uh, what's the group Jesse's a part of? BCM. BCM yeah. group. Uh, they're having a mission trip going to here and there. Yeah, yeah. And we're just like, that is awesome. And um, we're able to help out with that trip as well mm. uh, in the same way we would here yeah. um, by taking care of uh, pretty much 50% of that trip. Um, and uh, that's, that's if funds are available um, since I've been here, that's, that's always been the case. <laughs> the yeah. case. Um, but so if someone's called to go on a mission trip, let's say they're called to go to Utah, um, the cost of that trip is a total, let's just say $800. Um, the church will take care of half of that. Um, I mean, so that that leaves that person with four hundred dollars. That is huge. Yeah, that is huge. Um, because and, and I do I do believe where the Lord guides, He provides. Oh, yeah. um, but to know that our church has that in place, I think that helps so many people. Um, when the Lord's tugging their heart, saying, "Hey, I want you to go. I want you to go." Um, so th- uh, that's what the offerings um, allows us to do in the area of short term missions. Um, and I think we wanted to discuss uh, just some of the short-term missions that we've done here yeah. lately. Oh, yeah. I know West Acres, I mean, goes way back. We've yeah. done so many trips. Um, when I came on as missions pastor and I put on our first missions conference, I think we have a flag of everywhere we've been. And, mm-hmm. um, we don't put them up year-round like some places, but I, we have a ton. Yeah. Um, we've had our feet. Uh, we've had groups go a lot, a of, lot places. of places. Um, but since I've been here right now, our three main mission trips um, would be kind of on an Acts 1-8 model. Uh, we have an international trip to India um, that Pastor Larry um, has led for many, many years. And uh, what we do on that trip is we – and uh, Jesse, you've been on that trip before. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can find videos of this on our website, westacres.org. Yeah, on, on the mi- missions On page. our missions page, mm-hmm. kind of get a preview of what they look like. But that trip consists of uh, we go to India. Uh, we don't go blindly. We don't go anywhere blindly. No. You can't do short-term missions without having a long-term missionary right. on the other side. Right. Um, That's a good point. So we have our partners over there, and we're able to put on a pastor's conference. And uh, so really and truly, what, we're, what we receive on a Sunday morning, um, and, and I've heard many preachers say this, that uh, what an average congregation receives on a Sunday morning, you're receiving a seminary education uh, through the preaching in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, So really on a basic level, what we're able to take over to those pastors in India, they know the word, don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong, they know the word, but they don't have 
institutions like we have here in the West. Um, so we're able to take pastors, but we're also able to take lay leaders, mm-hmm. um, um, some of our um, deacons, key teachers, and they're able to help out with that pastors conference. And we just go over there, encourage them, um, and uh, we, we try to uh, just really just pour into their soul because what, that's what a pastor's doing year-round yeah. with his church. And uh, we, I know we've been able to be a part of some conferences before where you go and you're like, goodness, thank you. Yeah, uh, It's just a way to, to recharge. So we go there with that, but we've also gone there and done a children's camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're able to minister to hundreds, hundreds of kids, many of those being orphans. Yeah. Um, so our team usually consists of, you know, we have our group of speakers, but then we also have a group of folks that help out with the children's camp, which is always fun. Yes. Um, and, I mean, the, the day is just jam-packed. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it, it's just it's just really good. India really impacted me because um, some of the younger boys that I got to be friends with, like the 8, 9, 10-year-olds, they just loved to hear about Jesus. You just They were just there, and they were present all the time, just locked into you. Yeah. Um, and actually, we have a puppet for children's ministry. His name's Gobi. He's an Indian character. He's named after one of the boys that I met in India. I remember Uh-oh. meeting one guy. Um, he was a teenage boy. He was one of the ones from one of the villages. I don't remember his name because he wanted to change his name. He was talking to us, um, and all this is through translators. Um, but he wanted to change his name to Samson because he wanted a strong Christian biblical name. You know, we didn't go into that story. You know, his family was not anywhere close to Christian. He said they had um, just a place in his house where they had all these different statues to their different gods, different deities and stuff like that. And he had gotten to a point where every time he walked past it, he said he felt like he was physically burning. Going to India, you will get a very um, visual, physical view of spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. over there too it was just it was so impactful and and then something else they do that was amazing the first night we got there you know you get you get off the plane you've you've had two 10-hour plane rides you get on a bus for however long you know it's never the right amount of time they tell oh yeah it'll only be two hours and six hours later you're at your destination so you are just drained of all energy all mental capacity you put your stuff down in the hotel, and they send us right off to the camp for the baptism service. Mm-hmm. And it is just a line of people getting baptized that yeah. pastors baptizing. You're like, how many? You know, why is this? If you don't, if you've never gone before, you're thinking this many people, right? You know, came to know Christ this quickly. So these are people who have been discipled for a year. They can't get baptized until they've been discipled. For a full year. American church yeah. should learn from that. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. A lot, so. And they're all most adults. Yes. Yeah. Well, in wow. baptism, are, you know, so many, you. And a yeah. lot of old people, too. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it just ranged from young to old. It was, it was amazing. It was an amazing trip. What I love is the, uh, it's an interesting dynamic. We go there. Yes, we're going to strengthen the church there. Mm-hmm. But with the kids' ministry, you're ministering to kids. They don't know about Jesus. Right. Um, I mean, they, they're coming from a, um, a Hindi family, mm-hmm. um, believing in all sorts of stuff. Um, so, um, but the worship 
goodness gracious, uh, we could take a lesson from the worship. I mean, they are when they're singing the songs, I don't know the words. Only word I know is hallelujah. Um, <laughs> I guess that's, I've heard that's the one word that transcends every culture. Um, hallelujah. Um, Makes but, sense. but they'll be like, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. Um, I mean, just hands raised. Um, I mean, just, just like, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, Pastor Larry says, I, I, we get kind of spoiled when we go to India. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the folks are just, and they're glued in to yeah. the preaching. They really are. Yeah. I mean, you, you come to like a church on a regular church on a regular Sunday here in America, you like three fourths of the congregation is going to be Dead. sleeping on their phone, not paying attention. In India, there's not one person that is not looking at you, waiting for every word that comes well, out of your mouth. Well, they recognize it's a privilege. Yeah. They recognize the grace of God and being able to gather. Yeah. One thing, I, this is just different, but I, know, I remember before I went to India, Pastor he would, uh, Pastor Larry would say this from the pulpit. He said, now my boys always dreaded when I'd go to India because mm. they knew when I came back, they're not going to ask me for anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess because yeah. they see... Uh, how much stuff we have here in the U.S. compared to over there. Yeah. But they're using appliances. I mean, they're using desk fans probably yeah. from 1970. Like, when it breaks, they fix it. Yeah. And I, they, tried, yeah. I tried to get that bug when I came back. I was like, I'm going to fix things. I'm not going to be your average American. Um, yeah. Our TV had something wrong with it. Um, I think these newer TVs, come on, first world problems. Um, but it had uh, the lights went out in it, and it was really dark. And I was like, I'm not going to buy a new TV. I'm going to get this thing fixed. <laughs> um, so I called a TV repairman. He's like, he said, he said, mister, I'm going to charge you more to fix that TV than you can just buy a new one. So mm. I was like, well, I tried. It's just like the New Testament, though. We don't just go to go there um, blindly and, hey, we're Christians. Right. You know, we, we, we have partners there, just like mm-hmm. Paul had partners in right. the ministry. And that's really everywhere we go. I mean, yeah. I mean, because it is considered a closed country yeah so we go there to strengthen the church but we're also able um to proclaim the gospel to folks that have never heard it before mm-hmm. and and i know in years past uh, pastor uh, said they used to be able to do open air mm. uh, crusades um, just be out in the street and, and crowds would come so um it, it is amazing um but we are thankful uh, for the folks that uh pioneered started that relationship and mm-hmm. have cultivated it all these many years um so that's our uh, I would say our our most consistent international trip. Yeah. Now we've done many others during the year. We've had a presence in South America, Canada, um, all those different places. Um, mm-hmm. But that's when we've had, and we we pray after all this COVID stuff because they're still dealing with COVID right now. They've mm-hmm. sent us pictures, and I've, I've been able to see our Indian brothers and sisters wearing masks. Yep. I'm like, hey, um, but th- they're having a hard time over there right now though because mm-hmm. uh, I know the population is way more dense and. They haven't been able to gather like they normally do. I mean, so they're in a similar boat to us. But uh, Lord willing, we'll be able to be back, and yeah. um, we'll see what life's like. Um, yeah. So through, James, through so James pandemic. can go. So <laughs> never say never. I'm assured God has not called me to India. Ooh, you better watch out saying that. Well, um, in our other, uh, so we we do have some trips within the U.S. Um, right now that have been consistent and. Uh, that just works. It works well. One, we have a partner there, so we're able to we're able to go. Um, you don't have to do a vision trip and, right. and reinvent the wheel every single time. So, uh, and we're able to go and just build on what we've done years years past. Um, but we do have a uh, a missionary that we help support, 
in Utah. Um, it's near the Provo region, and uh, we won't say their name uh, since we're on social media, but uh, the evangelical population there, Bible-believing Christians, um, if I'm if I stand corrected, is below two percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So when you go on a Burger King or In and Out Burger, that's what was big in Utah. Oh, that's good. I mean, you really just have to think to yourself: everyone in this room is uh, LDS Mormon. Um. The, and it just is mind blowing. Um. Every, pretty much everyone you talk to, um, in that state, um, especially in that area. It's going to have an LDS background. So um, it's really hard to plant a church anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to plant a church in Grovetown, um, yeah. in, the, in the Bible Belt. <laughs> yeah, right. But to plant a Bible-believing church in an area that's like predominantly that, yeah. uh, Mormon uh, is, is very difficult. It takes time. It takes a long time. I think they said it takes about 10 years for the average uh, person that was raised LDS to really for it to click. Um, that's not the case for everybody, but that's the, it takes a long time. Um, so we have our mission partners there. We help support. And for the past few years, uh, we've been able to, to take a trip there. We go and canvas the neighborhood. We have a lot in common with them. Um, we, and we, this is what we do. We don't diss, uh, the Mormon population because if you do that, you turn them off. Mm -hmm. Um, and what do we, and for, for our neck of the woods, I haven't had it happen during COVID uh, because their missionaries have been off the field. Uh, but they're used to knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. So when we knock on their doors, they are the kindest people in the world because yeah. their sons have been knocking on doors yeah. for generations and generations. Um, so we're able to do that in Canvas, but we, we set up a community event, and we really just try to, to have relationships with people and have gospel conversations. Um, we, we don't do it um, with hostility. Um, because again, it takes time, um, and we want—we don't want people to say, "Oh, oh, you're a Baptist." I mean, because they've had bad experiences right. with Baptists. Hey, brother, let me tell you what—you know, yeah. uh, like, come on in here and have a seat, mm-hmm. um, and just totally uh, don't do it in a loving and tender way. Yeah. Um, so they have a bad taste in their mouth right. with evangelicals. So the mission front there is to be loving, is to be kind. Um, and to really just change their impression on what a Bible-believing Christian is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, But we do that once a year around July. Uh, they have a big thing called Pioneer Day. That's like the 4th of July in Utah, yeah. in that area, because that's when um, Brigham Young or Joseph Smith, they no, Brigham Young went. They, they pretty much were ostracized to go out west. Um, so they looked at that like an exodus, mm-hmm. like Moses um, yeah. leaving Egypt. Because where they're at, they considered like the promised land. Yeah, um, so they, I mean, very patriotic, um, but very. It's a day of celebration, but we try to throw on a community event. Um, but it's with the Bible believing church that we're partners with. And right. uh, um, anyway, I'm, I, I want to give you so many details, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but that is an awesome trip. It's eye opening because yeah. uh, we talk about going to India. You've been to to yeah, uh, been to Utah. You've been to Utah. Um, there's some spiritual warfare going on over there. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. can, you can sense it. It's you can really sense it, especially especially as you you know get to tour the area. Yeah, um, so you can tell there's just. Uh, and we get to know uh, we get to know some folks that are Mormon. Um, we get to folk know some folks that are kind of getting their foot in the door 
for the Bible believing church that we help support. Right. And we're able to hear their hear their story and just hear, you know, just their way of life. Um, so it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, but that is a great trip. We, that's actually been a really good trip for students. Um, yeah, it, it's a great opportunity to learn how to share the gospel. Um, yes. You know, relationally, what that looks like. Um, I mean, and, and also, you know, you speak to the LDS community that's out there, but something else that's out there that's become more predominant is those that have really from the LDS have just gotten burnt. Um, and there's a, a yeah. decent amount of atheist or agnostic. Yeah. And so we, I had an opportunity to have a conversation with one who grew up LDS and just had a really rough experience um, and then kind of just turned himself off to any form of faith-based life. Um, and I had a two-hour conversation with yeah. Josh. And so you, you never know who you're going to encounter, essentially, you know, when you knock on a door, which is really cool. You know, the predominant of it will be LDS, but yeah. and what you James never know. Said, it, it, really, uh, it really, the focus is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of like your discussion. Um, you discuss the gospel and uh, you know, the, the Holy Spirit takes care of the rest. Yeah, and when you come <laughs> back in conversations here, are just yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, with your friends, so, it's very easy. So, um, but we we do a great job in the past. Uh, we try to really learn. One one of the things we do over there is we're able to sit under some of the pastors that are serving there. Yeah, and wow. they're able to kind of coach us on on how to do things. That learn way, a lot. Yeah, that way you're not going over there um, like a what's the saying like a bull in a china shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, heard that one recently, uh, but uh, so it's just a really good. It's it's a great um, trip to learn. Mm. It's, a, it's a great trip to minister to. And it really, you come back, just like any other mission trip. Come back encouraged. You come back encouraged. Um, you, I mean, you think, hey, I'm going to bless other folks. The Lord's really blessing you. Oh, yeah. Know, through these trips. Every time. Absolutely. So. And then the final one. Final is uh, West Virginia. Um, yeah. I love West Virginia. Now, you've been on it too, right? You've been more than, have you been more than once to West Virginia? Yes. That's yes. what I thought. I think I've been every year since I've been on staff, except the year that you I went. went. Yeah, I, I didn't get we to go We were in with India you. at the same yep. time. <laughs> or I think it was the day we got back from India. We were leaving in West leave. Virginia. Yeah, and me and brother first, David. Yeah, and at first I thought, I could do this. I could do that. I'll be super Christian, uh, yeah. super missionary. Um, then everybody's like, no, nah, you don't want to do that. You're going to be jet lagged. and <laughs> so. Um, but I'm glad. And, and one thing I pray for for every mission trip, and I think this, this should be the prayer for everybody, whether you're going on that trip or whether there's a new team going. Lord, maybe may this be the best year yet. Mm. And when they came back and I heard about everything that went on in West Virginia the year I wasn't there, I was just so encouraged. I think their community event. Um, yeah. Same thing with Utah. The yeah. year, year you went, uh, I mean, it's just awesome. Um, but we're able to go there and strengthen churches there. Um uh, there's a lot of uh, up in the mountains. Um, you know, uh, if you're an outsider, uh, you're you're if you're not from the mountains, mm-hmm. you're flatlander folk, city folk. <laughs> um, but we're able to go there and really just strengthen. And I'll use this term again: Bible believing churches, because um, there's just some strange theology mm-hmm. um, that's rampant it's up there. Of, unfortunately, there's a lot of poverty. Yeah, a lot of poverty. Um, the, yeah, so I'm just trying to think of all the other things. It's um, a hard area. 
You know, like yeah. when you talk to the pastors and, you know, we can probably share his name, but Pastor John yeah. up there, um, you know, it is a hard area to grow uh, strong churches because, like you said, the theology and the theology is definitely something big. I just spilled my coffee. Yeah, you did. Everywhere. <laughs> um, the th- it is on me and it feels like oh. I just wet myself. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but the theology up there is something that is very interesting uh, in the hollers. Yeah. Very interesting. But uh, it's an encouraging trip, too, because what it did for me was, and it's seeping everywhere, what it did for me was it really, um, it changed my perspective on how I am to come home and just live. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I think I've shared this on here. I came home and I walked into my room and it's like, why do I have all this? You know, because it look, certain areas look like a third world country. Yeah, you, you go in some houses; they don't have floors. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. dirt. Um, one house. Here's a testimony of, of uh, some folks that went on that trip. You know, one of the things we do: we're able to go into the schools. We do our backpack ministry here, and we use our trip as an outlet to distribute Christmas backpacks. And we're actually able to go into these little schools that it's just crazy. You're going up in these mountains, these hollers. I remember Tommy Burnley; he's one of our church members. He went. He's from Thompson, like me. Um, we thought we were from the country. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we're, I mean, we're driving like 20 minutes just down this road where you, there's nothing. Nothing. And he's like, man, I think this is what they call the sticks. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, there is a school. In um, the middle of nowhere. In, in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's houses here and there. But um, we're able to go in that school, um, distribute those backpacks. We're able to share the gospel. Yeah, I mean, um, mm. they are receptive, uh, so which is very nice. receptive. Um, but again, we do all that knowing that we have partners there, that yes. we have pastors in the area. So when we do share the gospel, we try to get those kids, um, our backpacks, all the correct uh, uh, literature. We try to get them connected uh, to one of those local churches. Yes. Um, but we do food ministry. We go door to door. And that's when you're able to see some things up close. I know we went to one trailer. I mean, it was a metal trailer in the middle. Of this is the year we went August. No power. Mm. No power. I think they had a generator, um, and they had it going for a little while to get a window unit going on. Um, one trip, and I'm, I'm going in circles, but uh, two of our ladies uh, were at a house, and they took all these groceries, and little boys came to the door, and uh, they had to get a flashlight to see what was in the bags because they had no power in their house. Um, and it was a rainy day. Mm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, just eye-opening. I know yeah. there's there's poverty everywhere, um, but it, but it is uh, condensed um, in some of those areas because of uh, the industry there. Right. Um, coal mining uh, has been re- hit really hard, yes. you know, just with, with the changes in administration, the changes of, you know, clean energy, all those things. I don't know the ins and outs, but when they co- close those coal mines – you know, folks don't have a job, um, so they either got to move or you're staying there doing nothing. Um, so, uh, but we're able to do that, and um, just very encouraged. Uh, the pastors there are so encouraging. Um, uh, James mentioned Pastor John. Yeah, I mean, this guy has been teaching for thirty. Is it thirty years. plus years? No, he's almost uh, he oh, forty over forty, forty years. Same. He should be retired by now. He's still serving, 
during COVID-19. Mm. He's seen everything. Uh, it's kind of like that movie, Mr. Holland's Opus, mm-hmm. uh, but then some. Um, yeah. He's teaching online uh, with a... Uh, and he's a senior yeah. pastor, right? Yeah. So, wow. I mean, just a a missionary. Yeah. Missionary. Well, I know those are the three trips we've been doing in the years past, and Lord willing, we'll keep going um, when those opportunities come up. I know we've had some challenges with travel and things like that. Um, but we've also, we had some things lined up before COVID started uh, to start new. Um, we had some Vietnam veterans in our church um, saying, hey, let's, I'd love to go back to Vietnam and do right. something different yeah. than what I did when I was there. That's powerful. And um, That's so we got the huge. ball rolling on that, got in touch with an IMB missionary and, uh, you know, got really serious on wanting to plan a, a vision trip. But then COVID COVID happened. happened. Um, so that's something we hope that we can uh, pick up where we left off right. um, when all this is said and done. But um, again, short-term missions, and this all goes back to love offering for Jesus. Um, we can't do what we do with short-term missions without without faithful giving. Yeah. Um, so again, you can learn more about love offering for Jesus on our missions page at westacres.org. You can learn how to give to that, all the ins and outs. But um, I, I do want to say thank you all for giving coffee with Vern uh, giving love offering for Jesus and missions uh, some, oh, yeah. some time on the show. It's oh, yeah. needed, 100%. And, you yeah. know, there's I mean, there's so much we could add on. I mean, I'm hoping, you know, when COVID settles down, whenever that is, we can have a student mission trip, you know, and um, yeah. LOFJ supports that kind of stuff. And so we're th- very thankful. Um, lots of good stuff to come, too, yeah. um, in it. And so, but thanks for taking time out of your weeks. To hang out with us, Mom. We always love having you oh, on. I'm glad to be here. Um, and so, and we're thankful for our church and this offering and everything that goes on uh, with it. But, um, well, it's been a it's been a good series. It's been a good, uh, definitely discussion of these things. Um, and so, next we've got some really good stuff coming up after D. Now uh, we've got some interviews and some really good opportunities. We got Brother Larry coming on eventually. Um, and so just some really good stuff I'm excited about. And so continue to tune in. We thank you for all those that listen. Um, this has been Coffee with Vern, and we'll talk to you next week. Shabbat Shalom. Go in peace.